0: Chapter 6 of With Fire and Sword. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. With Fire and Sword by Samuel H. M. Byers. Chapter 6 Grant's New Plan at Vicksburg. Running the Vicksburg Batteries an hour and a half of horror the batteries are passed the most important event in the war the attempt on vicksburg was not to be given up in the spring of 1863 the whole army moved down the mississippi to begin one of the most noted campaigns of history a real sane notion had gotten hold of grant and of scarcely anyone else that notion was if possible to get across the mississippi below the town sherman had failed trying it above and throw the whole army on to the fortifications at the rear if the town's defenders should be bold and come out and fight us so much the better we wanted that soon general grant built long stretches of wagon roads and corduroy bridges that ran snake-like for forty miles among the black swamps cane breaks and lagoons on the west bank of the Mississippi River. He then marched half his army down these roads to a point below Vicksburg, below Grand Gulf, and bivouacked them on the shore of the river. The other half, of which my regiment was a part, remained near the river above the city. Possibly we were twenty-five thousand men there. One night these twenty-five thousand bivouacked along the levees of the great river were all in great excitement. Coming events were casting their shadows before. It must have been some great event was about to happen that April night of 1863, for the assistant secretary of war was there, and General Grant and General Sherman were there, waiting and watching in the greatest suspense. What was going to happen? some one hundred and fifty private soldiers were going to perform a deed that should help make american history the success of a whole army in the capture of the best fortified city on the american continent depended on the heroism of this handful of private soldiers on this april night no wonder the government at washington sat by the telegraph and anxiously awaited every scrap of news sent from grant's army before vicksburg he was to open the Mississippi River. That very day, almost, the government at Washington sent a letter urging General Grant to hurry. "'In my opinion,' telegraphed General Halleck for the President, "'this is the most important operation of the war. "'To open the Mississippi River "'would be better than the capture of 40 Richmond's. General Grant realized the mighty things he had at stake. "'But what availed it to collect his soldiers there?' in front of him in high flood, swept the mightiest river on the continent. He had not a boat to cross with, and the enemy laughed and dared him from the other side. His fleet of steamboats was forty miles and more up the river, and between him and that fleet were four miles of hostile batteries, strong enough to blow a fleet to pieces. In fact, every hill, hollow and secret place above and below the city hid a dozen cannon all the way from vicksburg down to warrentown was a fort what could be done without some steamers on which to cross the game was blocked and vicksburg strong as sebastopol itself might stand there forever and the mississippi river be blockaded to the end of the war two or three of grant's ironclad gunboats had run past these awful batteries one night their sides banged to pieces and their iron mail scooped up as if it had been made of putty one of them was sunk but these iron tubs could not serve as ferry boats for forty thousand men then the scheme was proposed to cover some of the wooden steamboats with cotton bales and on a dark night try and rush them past the batteries The boat captains, however, would not risk it with their own crews, even had they as a rule been willing, and so the commands of the army asked for volunteers from the private soldiers. Desperate as the undertaking seemed, one hundred and fifty Union soldiers stepped forward and offered to run these steamboats past the guns. The writer was one of these volunteers, but too many had offered to take the risk. The required number was selected by lot, and the most I could do that historic night was to stand on the river levee in the dark, and watch my comrades perform one of the most heroic acts of any war. It was hardly a secret, the whole army was excited over the desperate proposal. The enemy must have heard of it, and been doubly prepared to destroy us. "'If Grant's attempt proves successful, he can destroy the whole Confederate army, take Vicksburg, and open the Mississippi River.' No wonder the Washington officials sat by the telegraph day and night, just then, awaiting great news. The moon was down by ten o'clock of the night of April 16. Under the starlight one hardly saw the dark river or the canebrakes, swamps, and lagoons along its border the whole northern fleet lay anchored in silence grant's army too down below was silent and waiting a few miles below us lay vicksburg dark sullen and sleeping not a gun was being fired a few lonesome confederate river guards floated above the town in rowboats watching to give the alarm at the approach of any foe on the water three mysterious-looking northern steamboats, with crews of volunteers' soldiers on board, lay out in the middle of the Mississippi River in front of Milliken's Bend, a dozen miles above Vicksburg. Down in the dark hold of each vessel stand a dozen determined men. They have boards and pressed cotton, and piles of gunny-sacks beside them there to stop up holes that shall be made pretty soon by the cannon of the enemy. THEY HAVE NONE OF WAR'S NOISE AND EXCITEMENT TO KEEP THEM UP, ONLY ITS SUSPENSE. THEY ARE HELPLESS. IF ANYTHING HAPPENS, THEY WILL GO TO THE BOTTOM OF THE RIVER WITHOUT A WORD. ABOVE THE DECKS, THE PILOT HOUSES ARE TAKEN OFF, AND THE PILOT WHEELS ARE DOWN BY THE BOWS, AND THE PILOT WILL STAND THERE, wholly EXPOSED lashed to the sides of each of the three little steamers are barges piled up with bales of hay and cotton they look like floating breastworks anchored still a little further down the stream seven gunboats also wait in silence they will lead these steamboats and try the batteries first the boats must all move two hundred yards apart that is the order all is suspense For a little while the night grows darker and more silent the moon now is down the thousands of soldiers standing on the levee waiting and watching to see them start almost hold their breath at the boats there is no noise save the gurgling of the water as it grinds past the hulls of the anchored vessels that is all the noise the men waiting down in the dimly lighted hulls can hear on a little tug nearby general grant the commander of the Western armies waits and listens. The Assistant Secretary of War is at his side. In a yawl farther down the stream, General Sherman ventures far out on the dark river to watch events. All is ready, all is suspense. Just then a lantern on the levee is moved slowly up and down. It is the signal to start down in vicksburg the unexpected enemy sleeps their guards out on the river too almost sleep all is so safe quietly we lift anchors and float off with the current our wheels are not moving there is a great bend in the river and as we round it the river guard wakened sends up a rocket other rockets too go up all along the eastern or vicksburg shore that instant too a gun is fired from a neighboring bluff we are discovered put on all steam calls the captain and our boats move swiftly into the maelstrom of sulfur and iron for the enemy opens fire vigorously the enemy sets houses on fire all along the levee to illuminate the river bonfires are lighted everywhere and suddenly the whole night seems but one terrific roar of cannon the burning houses make the river almost as light as day We see the people in the streets of the town running and gesticulating as if all were mad. Their men at the batteries load and fire and yell as if every shot sunk a steamboat. On the west side of the river the lagoons and canebrakes look weird and dangerous. The sky above is black, lighted only by sparks from the burning houses. Down on the river it is a sheet of flame. One of the steamers and a few of the barges have caught fire and are burning up the men escaping in lifeboats and by swimming to the western shore the excitement of the moment is maddening the heavy fire appalling while the musketry on the shore barks and bites at the unprotected pilots on the boats ten-inch cannon and great columbiads hurl their shot and shell into the cotton breastworks of the barges or through the rigging of the steamers The gunboats tremble from the impact of shot against their sides, and at times the little steamers are caught in the powerful eddies of the river and are whirled three times around right in front of the hot-firing batteries. Five hundred and twenty-five shells and cannonballs are hurled at the hurrying fleet. The flash of the guns, the light of the blazing houses, make the night seem a horrible tempest of lightning and thunder sherman sitting out there alone in his yawl on the dark river has witnessed awful spectacles but this is the sight of a lifetime it was he exclaimed a picture of the terrible not often seen and amid all this roar and thunder and lightning and crash of cannonballs above the men down in the holds of the boats they are the real heroes stand in the dim candlelight waiting helpless ignorant of events and in terrible suspense while sounds like the crash of worlds go on above their heads once some of them climb up to the hatchways and look out into the night one look is enough what a sight the whole mississippi river seems on fire the roar of the gunboats answering the howling cannon on the shore the terrific lightnings from the batteries the screeching shells above the decks It was as if hell itself were loose that night on the Mississippi River. For one hour and thirty minutes, the brave men stood speechless in the holds of the boats, while hell's hurricane went on above. They lived an age in that hour and a half, and yet a thousand of us in Grant's army tried to volunteer that we too might have this awful experience. Daylight saw the little fleet safe below Vicksburg where thousands of soldiers welcomed it with cheers. No such deed had ever been done in the world before. Only one boat and some barges were lost, and only a few of the soldiers were hurt. The cotton bales had proved a miracle of defense. In a week, still other steamers, though with greater loss, passed the batteries. We know the rest on these same boats Grant's army would ferry across the Mississippi, and there on the other side, fight five battles and win them all. Vicksburg will be surrounded and assaulted and pounded and its soldiers starved, till on the nation's birthday, thirty thousand of its brave defenders will lay down their arms forever. End of chapter 6 Recording by Pamela Krantz